0: Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 125. Our format's going to be a little different on this episode. I had the uh, recent opportunity of traveling, being invited to actually Greenville, South Carolina, to speak on Kickstarter at a, uh, an event there. And while there, took the opportunity of visiting Boardwalk, the uh, leading game store in the upstate area of South Carolina, and sat down with the co-owner, Josh Githens. And that's going to be our show, my guest, so it 's going to be on location uh, and you'll get to, you'll get to hear that in just a few minutes, so slightly different format, not a lot about Kickstarter this time what, what so many of our guests on the show, so much of the content there's so much energy that comes into Kickstarter from the board game community. I thought it was an opportunity nice opportunity to talk about somebody on the retail side, what makes a good game store, what they think about Kickstarter, what the impact's having. so I hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, like I said, a slightly different format. Um, and the sound is uh, is different because we were on location live, uh, but I think it came out pretty good. You know, in this episode, I also want to thank um, sponsors. We always have uh, people making the show possible. You know, if you've been listening, that I am in the process about to launch a Kickstarter campaign to keep this show going. I, I have some goals for it, some things I want to do to get some deeper content, to bring in some help, to give it a home. Finding the Dream doesn't have a home on the web. Um, and that's bothered me because it's not an easy place for you to go find out information about the show, about my guests, and more information. And I want to really remedy that. That It's one of the reasons I'm looking at launching the Kickstarter campaign. Some of the sponsors, though, this uh, episode, Ares Games. You're familiar with them, award-winning uh, Game War of the Ring. Uh, they're based out of Italy. Uh, I've been meeting with them for about a year and a half, talking to them about the idea of doing a Kickstarter campaign. They finally have decided that's a good idea, and so they have a Kickstarter campaign going live here in about a week or so for their game, Sales of Glory, based on a uh, system. It's a miniature uh, Napoleonic ship game. Now, I got to tell you, I love the system that they use because it was the old uh, War Wings of War and then Wings of Glory, which um, is a game I love. I consider it one of the most perfect games. Uh, I've had 90 people play the game simultaneously. The, that was the aircraft game. They've come out with a, they're coming out with a sailing ship similar, and I'm really excited about it. We're going to have them on the show to talk about it, but they are sponsoring this podcast as well as um, Grant Rising, -rising grant-rising.com, a Kickstarter project that's about to go live that has uh, maps of Ulysses S. Grant and tracing his early history in the Western theater of the Civil War, Uh, some good stuff. And so we'll have them on the show here soon as well. That'll be Dana Lombardi. And so, again, I want to reach out and say thank you to the support that you have given me. I will be offering some free consultation around your Kickstarter project. If you subscribe to my newsletter on thegamewhisperer.com, I'll be notifying folks of that if there's uh, some questions that you have, some things that you want to ask. We're going to be doing some Hangouts, Google Hangouts, to talk to some of my guests, interact, and ask some questions. You know, it's been my desire to really... Make this more of an interactive show with you being able to interact with my guests, ask questions, and gain more insights than just the questions that I ask. And so, some of those are some of the things that I'm planning and working on that you'll see coming. Again, most of that information will come out through the newsletter that you can sign up for on thegamewhisperer.com. All right, I don't have too much more. So, what we're going to do is I'm going to turn it over to myself and Josh Githens as we do the interview for uh, Boardwalk which is located in Greenville, South Carolina. Hi, this is Richard Bliss, and we're here on location in Greenville, South Carolina, with, at, the location is called Boardwalk. It's the premier gaming store in upstate for the South Carolina. I'm here with the co-owner, Josh Githens. Josh, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for coming. We appreciate you coming out. Well, certainly thanks you for taking the time to kind of give the store at our disposal. You've got a very nice store here. Well, thank you.
1: We, we've done a lot to make it the store that it is, and we, we think a lot of people really enjoy it, and, We wanted to be friendly and inviting for anybody that comes in. So tell us a little bit about the store, first of all. How long has Boardwalk been in Greenville, South Carolina? As a store, we were in the mall just behind us, actually. We were there for 26 years, and April of 2011, we moved out into this location, um, found a bigger space, better suited our needs. We were able able to add some tables in the back for gaming, um, run organized events, whether it be magic or fantasy flights program or any of those programs that are in place we're able to do that here which we weren't able to do in the mall location so it's been a really big
0: success well oftentimes i know that stores when they start to outgrow their space a little bit you worry about that relocation because you're going to lose customers what, what kind of changed it because it's only been what 18 months um right it'll be two years in april okay and so what happened to your your clientele could they still find you what we found
1: is we lost a lot more of the casual traffic, the casual mall traffic, the mom and kids walking through the mall, or the dad waiting for something to happen. Um, we lost those customers, but where we saw a big influx was our regular customers enjoy the store more so they stay longer and we can better service our core
0: segment. And you're, So let's talk about your core segment, because mm-hmm. as you look at the store, you've got a, a wide range of games. Yes. So what do you consider your core segment? When we
1: move from the mall, our core focus was board games primarily board games now we sell darts and chess sets and mahjong but our core set was board games themselves setters Catan, ticket to ride those types of things Um, a lot more of those players stay here and we have two different groups that come during the week all kinds of people come on the weekend so they're able to get their games play their games in the store and have the luxury of being here as opposed to going to somebody's house okay
0: but you said that that's your core but You've expanded that core a little bit, haven't you? We have.
1: Um, actually, we were able to add, which most stores do, they play Magic. Um, we carried product before, but we couldn't do organized play, Friday Night Magic, and pre-releases and those types of events. That has been a tremendous, tremendous asset to us, having space to play here. Um, that has been, went from a fraction of our sales, a fraction of a percentage of our yearly sales, to a majority piece of the pie. And that's, that's really helped us stay here provide and help subsidize and grow the other parts so we can focus on gaming we can focus on running events we have a quarterly game day that we run a local local hotel but that is because of the growth of magic and as well as the growth of the players that come into
0: our store and i've been here today as i was here you also have kind of reached out to the non- core gamer community
1: yeah today um when you stopped by we had on schedule the newcomers club for greenville it's a group of ladies that like to get together and they might go see a movie together they might go downtown and watch a play in the park they reached out to us and said we want a place to play pinochle and i have tables and you are welcome to use them i think there were 20 or 24 ladies in here playing pinochle today so it was it's a much different vibe than Friday Night Magic or Saturday role-playing or any of those things, but everybody's welcome here, and we, we really like that anybody can
0: feel welcome and they want to be here with us. 26 years, 28 years, the store's been around. It's growing. It's successful. So you guys have done what you've you got to consider a, a lot of things right, right? So when it comes to... So as people are watching the podcast, um, we, we are t- we're targeted at we just, retailers and publishers. Yeah. And retailers are always looking for, what's a new opportunity? How do I grow my business? And what kind of advice do you give to people then? Because you don't get, there is no walk-by traffic here. You're in a small strip mall, kind of isolated, and you get a, a small. So how do you draw people in, and what do you do to do from a marketing standpoint to make your store stand out?
1: For us, a lot of it is the experience you get when you come into the store. You have a choice, um, and I tell this to people with restaurants or anything else, you have a choice of where to go to eat. You go to a place that you feel comfortable, you like what they have, and you like the people that are there. Same thing is true of a game shop. So
0: what have you done to make people feel comfortable
1: here? You just pay attention to their needs. You talk to them like they're people. Um, you ask them about their day. How are you doing? What's going on? It's not just here by this box, see you next time. You get involved. And because we have the luxury of being in business for so long, a lot of the parents, and now we're seeing even grandparents that shopped with us 20 plus years ago, their kids are coming their kids kids are coming so it's it's become a multi-generational thing it's the game store that they went to at christmas time to get a game it's the place they went on their birthday to buy whatever they wanted to have fun with so because we're in a an entertainment segment you have to make sure that they're enjoying their time and you make sure that they get what they want. I know
0: watching the the Pinnacle ladies, uh, and when they were done, I noticed they all spread out. As, as they wrapped up, they spread out through the store. And I saw them actively looking at games that I know they would not traditionally have come in here and, and, and looked at.
1: Absolutely. And that's part of... We're, I'm seeing a lot of cross-pollination between gamer groups. I have a lot of people that came in for Magic that now play... Board games, and I have a lot of board gamers that come in, and they see something like mahjong. Like, oh man, that'd be really fun to play with my my grandparents or my parents or whatever. So we're seeing people look at things that they might not otherwise come in for themselves, but they're getting ideas for gifts for their cousin, their aunt, their uncle, their brother, their sister. Uh, the pinochle ladies today, probably six or seven of them, same as you. I saw they were looking around. They're like, oh yeah, this will be great for fill in the blank somebody else but now it's in their mind it's a friendly store we accommodated them they're going to come back to see us and that's a whole new segment of the Mm -hmm. market that you traditionally would not have found exactly that's at least 24 people that probably would have never come into our store if we didn't have that program in place and and it's in the middle of the day Uh, I think that you ran from noon to four or something Yeah, it was like 12 to four. They came in. They played for a while. We have a restaurant next by, and they went and got some drinks and came and had a good time, and we were just accommodating, and
0: we did nothing. They said, can we play, and we said yes. So let's talk about uh, publishers, because you're actively involved with the whole... Hobby side of hobby games. So we're talking about the Euro games and war games. You're involved with the uh, World Board Game Championships. Mm -hmm. You're up there. You go to a lot of cons. So when we talk about the traditional hobby games, you're also very aware what's going on in Kickstarter and a lot of that. What advice do you have as as a store? Because I'm looking around and I can walk through and I'm seeing a lot of Kickstarter games, a lot of stuff that you're carrying. What advice can you give to a publisher who's like, okay, I got this game? I, I think it's the greatest game. I got it published. How do I get it to market? What should I do? And so what advice do you have to wow. help them sell?
1: Um, really, a lot of it is, the, the, in my opinion, it's the actual development of the game. It needs to be a good game. It needs to be something people want to play. Um, but to actually get it into store, into market um, for them... You just need to build awareness for you and how do
0: you build awareness how do you become aware of a game oh
1: for myself yeah. hey i watch kickstarter so that's something that's something i do proactively i like to see what's coming up and what's on the horizon um for them i would say advertise it or however you want to market to the distributors to tell them to get the game out um we have some places that will send me things directly or i've come in contact with them at different conventions and. I developed those relationships, which they need to do. They need to reach up to the stores on that level. So go to things like the Game of Trade Show, or go to Gen Con, or go to Origins. Go to a local convention for wherever, if you can. And really, it's kind of just put your feet to the ground and get out there and tell people about it. There are several games in here that I would have never known about and probably never would have seen had they not had a booth or something set up at a convention and i walk by and they say oh yeah here's the game here's the thing and i say you know what that's perfect for so that this group of
0: my customers i'm going to pick their game up so convention experience if you're a retailer go to conventions if you're a retailer go go to whatever
1: you can you don't have to go to all of them
0: but find some to go to and if you're a publisher go go
1: go to the conventions because that's where you see people i can read sell sheets and emails all day but unless I see it, I put it in my hand, I can touch it, I can I can demo it, I can do something with it, I'm never going to know. You might have the greatest game in the whole world in a box, but if all I see is a static image on an email, I get hundreds of emails every week.
0: It's going to get lost in the shuffle. Kickstarter. Yes. Retailer. Is there a this is still the the jury is still out about is Kickstarter retailer friendly because I'm hearing both that a lot of retailers don't want to carry Kickstarter games Um, and I'm looking around and you are definitely not one of them right
1: I think as a retailer you would be doing yourself a disservice if you exclusively decline to carry Kickstarter games in my opinion Kickstarter is great for the ultra ultra game fan the alpha gamer they're on top of the scene. They know what's going on. They're looking yeah, for it. But they're they, the early adopters. But they're already, aren't they the ones back in Kickstarter already? They're going to get yeah. it, but you know what? I have some of those gamers that play here, but in their group of ten players, not all of them are that guy. One of them is going to get the game, and after it's gone from Kickstarter, after you can't buy it early anymore, they still, the other players still want that game. They come to me, and I either order it for them, or I have it in stock and carry it.
0: Okay, let's stop by the ordering, because it, What's, what's one of the biggest knocks against Kickstarter games? They, take, <laughs> they right? take forever to get. They take forever to get. And if you back a game, now do you back them as a store or do you wait till they come onto the market?
1: It depends on the game and honestly what they have to offer. It depends on what the publisher has to offer for the game. Um, some of them give a retailer package where you provide the necessary documentation that you're a retailer and you get a better deal. Some of them don't. 99% of them that do not I don't back because I can wait and buy it At wholesale cost I don't need to spend retail on a game To have it on the shelf that I then carry That cost over to my customer That's doing my customer a disservice too um,
0: So you're interested in Kickstarter games But you're not necessarily interested in being At the cutting edge of getting the game as a backer right. Does that ever change or, or is that on a personal level that sometimes you become involved
1: Sometimes I'll, I'll pick one up for myself And that comes along with I would like to know what's coming out and see what's available. So I'll buy it for myself. I'll play it, take it to my group and play, uh, play with my friends. And if it's good, hey, we should bring this into the store. And then we'll look at distribution and see if we can get it as a retailer that way.
0: We've been visiting with Josh Givens, who's the co-owner of BoardWalk, uh, the premier board game store in upstate South Carolina, in Greenville, South Carolina. He's been sharing with us some of the ideas that he has about making his store successful and opinions about Kickstarter. Josh, we certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, talk with us. Thank you. I'm glad you came, and it's been fun. It has been fun. This has been Richard Bliss uh we're doing a simulcast so you'll be seeing this on youtube as well as this is on uh, my podcast funding the dream and so we've taken a few minutes just to talk to a a board game retailer about some of their opinions about kickstarter as well thanks for watching thanks for listening we'll see you next time take care thanks guys okay i hope you enjoyed that Uh, i know i did i had a lot of fun uh interviewing that recording and we got some good time in you will find me uh, next month in March. I'll be in Las Vegas at uh, the Gamma Trade Show speaking on a panel about Kickstarter and the impact it's having on the retail space. And uh, you'll find me out and about doing a few other speaking engagements that I'll keep you updated on. Thanks for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this slightly different uh, format of the podcast. If you have any ideas, feel free to contact me. You can reach me on Twitter at Richard Bliss or at Game Whisper. Or you can find me in my email, rbliss at thegamewhisper.com, Or Facebook, Richard Bliss and The Game Whisper out there as well. All kinds of places to find me. Track me down if you have any questions, any input, ideas, thoughts, comments, feedback, anything that you'd like. I certainly would appreciate it. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring. Hopefully I'll be able to see your Kickstarter project soon so that I can help you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.